Morning all, it is Friday, March 10, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you, wherever and however you are listening. Massive weekend ahead, uh, going ahead to Sunday with the boxing. Tim Zhu, biggest fight of his career. Uh, We've got the NBL tonight, a record crowd potentially on offer there at Kudos Bank Arena for Game 3 of the Championship Series between the Kings and the Breakers. It's the start of the supercar season in a new era with the Gen 3 cars and the Newcastle 500 kicks the season off this weekend. Of course, we've got uh, the cricket going on. We've got the Players' Championship on the PGA Tour, the unofficial fifth major uh, in golf. And last night, 16-10, to 10, it was Penrith over Souths. Uh, there at Penrith, uh, a match sadly marred by a racial slur against Latrell Mitchell. But uh, morning to you, Loz. In the end, Penrith got the two points. Uh, They led 16-0. The Bunnies gave them a late scare, but you did feel like the Panthers were in control pretty much all night. Oh, their best performance of the year. Good morning, boys. Good morning to everybody. I thought Penrith came out strong. They were physically dominant in the opening exchanges. Uh, That's where they set the... The tone of the game, I, I just thought their forwards just smashed through this South Sydney team who were missing a couple of forwards to Tyler and Jai Arrow. Um, the biggest surprise for me was the scoreline at the end of the day, 16-10. I, I would have swore that uh, watching the game that Penrith were by far the more dominant team. They had a couple of good touches towards the end, South Sydney. Uh, but Nathan Cleary's kicking game was spot on. Fisher Harris and Leota led the way up front. Isaiah Yeo in the middle was was very good. Uh, Jerome Luai got back to his roaming and scheming best. And uh, their outside backs did plenty of carries coming out of yardage, uh, led by Dylan Edwards and Taruva. So, uh, look, there was a lot to like about Penrith. Uh, not so much about South Sydney, although if you're a South Sydney fan, I suppose you could say that you weren't anywhere near your best and were only beaten by six points. So there's a lot to like um, if you want to take a positive out of it. But the talking point, obviously, was Latrell Mitchell and the racial slur at halftime. Um, it's disappointing that we still have this going on um, here in Australia. Uh, you would think that we would know what's right and wrong, but obviously the education around this stuff is still not working. No, indeed. Uh, unfortunate there, and we'll give you the details soon. But, uh, Pup, morning to you, mate. Australia two for uh, four for 255. It stumps on day one of the fourth test. In Ahmedabad, Usman Khawaja not out 104. Cameron Green was superb there in the last half hour, 40 minutes or so, and finished 49 not out. These two have put on 85 after coming together at four for 170. Uh, That's Khawaja's 14th test century in his 60th test match. He's been just absolutely superb since coming uh, back into the team, what, in the very early stages of last year uh, during the Ashes when they were back here. But... uh, I think this is going to be one of those pitches we really won't know until both teams have batted on them. Morning to you, mate. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Uh, yeah, a, a really good start by the Aussies. A bit slow, if anything. I thought, I understand why. Um, again, I think this type of pitch will only get worse. And, and it mightn't spin as big as we've seen in the first three test matches. But what you'll see is the ball start to stay a little bit lower. So I think even the quicks will come into play for... LBs and bowls with that board just staying low. But, yeah, Uzi outstanding once again. Um, uh, to me, this is a great... Uzman's a great example of 
why you probably felt the fans' disappointment with the, the, the non-selection of Travis Head in the first test. You know, you remember back to Uzi going to Sri Lanka and he got dropped in his first series there and the talk was he couldn't play spin bowling and he's going to struggle in uh, subcontinental conditions. Well, he's shown he can just by hard work, practice and an opportunity. I think Travis Head has shown the exact same thing as well. He'll be disappointed, Travi, with the shot he played. Uh, I thought he was in for a big one. He looked really aggressive. India's fielding wasn't great. I dropped a couple of catches, a few misfields. Um, but Australia in a dominant position now. On day one, they've seen that pitch through the best part of, the, of conditions are gone. So now they'll want to see some deterioration start um, for when India bat. But another big day, hopefully, today of batting for them. Cameron Green, outstanding. Positive intent. Looked to play his shots, but played smart as well. Mm. Smart cricket. So hopefully he can go on and make a big score. And Aussies can get, you know, 400 plus. It'd be nice um, in our first innings. And then hopefully that we see this wicket deteriorate. Yeah, indeed. Gee, I'll tell you what, it was bizarro world, wasn't it? Just before the start of play. I don't know uh, how much he saw of yeah. a pup, but uh, we had some sort of motorcade with the uh, respective Prime Minister's uh, paraded around the field in front of the fans and yeah. the teams were forced to go and warm up out the back so they couldn't use the field before the start of play. And then we had the anthems and there's good old Albo linking arms with Steve Smith, the Narendra, um, the, the Indian PM, Modi. He's there arm in arm with the Indian base as well. It was yeah. just a, yeah, it was pomp and ceremony. That's what it's like though in India. Oh, I, you don't really get much choice. You sort of just go with it over there and accept if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. So um, their Prime Minister is uh, loved in part. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I think, um, yeah, I, the players would have just did as they were told and uh, they wouldn't have been bothered. I mean, whatever we're doing, we're doing. Um, pay our respects, do the right thing. Uh, and I think the stadium's named after the Indian Prime Minister, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, know? it is. Yeah, yep. so um, yeah, you, those things happen regularly in India when they do, when they do something um, for their prime minister or f- for someone that they feel is very important in their country. It is massive, and I think yesterday was a was a good example of that. So the Aussie boys would have just yeah, whatever we've got to do, let's do it. Uh, so sixteen to ten, Loz, But uh, as you mentioned, you made mention of it. So unfortunately, the match marred. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, as the players came off on for half time, a fan allegedly called him a black dog and was removed. Apparently, it was a teenager, and investigations are underway. Jason Demetrio absolutely let fly post match, saying uh, it's not the first time it's happened to them in Penrith. He's called for life bans, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this is handled. Uh, I think know, we got to assess the all the information. The fact is, possibly a teenager. Yeah, I yeah. think education is probably the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think you have to assess all the information and take on board how old the person was. Uh, it's disappointing, uh, but you want to find out why he wanted to use that racial slur. Um, you want to make sure that he sits down either with Latrell or Indigenous leaders and learn why it's so hurtful and why it's unacceptable. Um, I don't think giving a young teenager life ban is going to help. Mm. Uh, I still think it is about an education. It's about learning and understanding. Um, it's different if it was a, you know, a forty-year-old male um, or a thirty-five-year-old male, someone that should know better. Um, we have to obviously look at it and talk through it 
and sit down with Latrell and see what type of action he wants to take as well um, and how it affected him. Uh, but I think if it's a young teenager, this is just me personally, I think it's more about education, sitting him in front of uh, Indigenous leaders and Latrell, if he wants to do that, and find out why it's so hurtful to Indigenous people. Because yeah, I, sometimes I they this just is throw out than that Luttrell, though, without Loss. knowing. This is bigger than Latrell. I know Latrell's involved in it. I'm sure it sounds like he's been racially vilified on a number of occasions. But to me, I reckon you hit on the head perfectly, Mido. It's the education around it. I think no matter what age someone is, it needs to be loud and proud that this is just not acceptable. So whatever the punishment, it just is like I feel like if that generation thinks this is okay, that's the problem. And if they don't think it's okay and they still go and do it, then there's got to be some sort of punishment, definitely. But I, 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 think, I think we're seeing this... We're still seeing this way too much um, in this country, particularly, and certainly in sport. So I, I feel like... I think we need to be careful not to make this about Latrell Mitchell. No, fair point, uh, Pup. No doubt about that. Uh, now, uh, Nathan Cleary, uh, around the same time as this was all happening, he was hobbling off. Uh, around half time as well, he did play out the match with an uh, apparently a bit of an ankle injury, so uh, he's going to be one to be monitored because that would have been a hard in mouth moment for Panthers fans watching him hobble off just before half time. Yeah, not take that shot at goal, but Stephen Crichton, Jesus, a good goal kicker, yeah, he is, isn't he? Um, and a good try scorer <laughs> in particular against South Sydney. He's got a tremendous strike rate, but they were just up for the battle last night. You know, they've been criticised a little bit. Uh, and rightly so, because they haven't been at their best. But I think last night they showed that things going well, uh, they can beat anyone uh, in this competition. I think the hooking rotation was a lot better last night. Um, South Sydney, I think, were just beaten to the punch. They were just physically outplayed. You know, we were talking about Lachlan Ilias last week and what a great performance he had. You know, we, we didn't see that last night. Yeah, he got be schooled it, by Nathan Cleary last behind night. behind a beaten forward pack. He was, they were beaten up. Night beaten up pretty pretty badly through the middle, so it's always difficult on a young halfback, but you still wanted to see some some more touches, some decent touches from him, and we didn't see that. Cody Walker was a little bit quiet. Cody got caught up in you know, pushing and shoving and getting a little bit angry. We didn't see enough from, from Luttrell, uh, and as we've always said with Luttrell, he's not a backfield full, fullback. He's a frontfield fullback, and when you're on the front foot in the attacking zone, that's when he comes to life. And they didn't have too much field position, but when they did towards the end of the game, and he you know, had three or four touches there, they were all quality. Hmm. But you've got to see more of that from him. Uh, Ban them for life is uh, the headline on the back page of the Daily Telegraph, as we've just been uh, chatting about. So coach calls for justice after racial abuse allegations. So uh, that were the calls he called for life bans. Uh, did Jason Demetrio, who was seething uh, post-match after Latrell Mitchell allegedly uh, copped that racial slur as the players walked in for halftime. But investigations are underway. No, no doubt we'll be hearing uh, more about this. Uh, NRL fires back. We'll listen to experts, not Gould. He's uh, also on the back page of the Telegraph today. This has been flying around all week after Phil Gould's comments on 100% footy on the Nine Network earlier this week. And, uh, well, the NRL defined in regards to the independent doctor saying it's here to stay. We saw an incident pretty early in that match last night. Lost Mitch Kenny. So Tom Burgess trampled over the top of him. The game stopped. Everyone sort of stopped. Mm. Mitch, are you okay? He got stunned. I, I, I thought, oh, he's been stunned. Didn't look like, you know, 
watching on the TV. I was like, oh, he's not concussed. He's been stunned. He's copped a big knock. Everyone stopped. All good. Doctor looked at him. Club doctor looked at him. Three tackles later, the game stopped again. Yeah. And the independent doctor dragged him off the field. And he came back on after 15 well, minutes. Well, again, you know, we shouldn't be here questioning officials when they're determining um, whether a player has received a head knock or not. But once I saw that and I saw Sonny Luke cop one as well, and they were allowed to continue to play for three tackles, or in Sonny Luke's case, I think it might have been a minute and a half, two minutes, after clearly being stunned, you've got to take him from the field straight away. Yeah, Mitch Kenny should have been taken from the field straight yeah, away. Yeah, it was ridiculous you that can't... the game stopped twice within 40 seconds. Well, what's stopping you if you're, you know, you, you talk about conspiracies and things like that. What's stopping you if you're, the opposition team are defending their line, player gets stunned, the game stops, you keep him out there for another two tackles and they stop the play again. It disrupts the attacking team. They get no flow in the attacking zone. People could start to use that as a tactic. But when what's, he was just the... knocked to the ground straight away, you just take him straight off. Mm. Straight what's away. The, what's the rule, Oz? If they are dragged off by the independent doctor, is it a minimum of 15 minutes off? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a minimum. Yep. So, even, so, so if you take that 15 minutes and you're not concussed, you go and do your test and you're absolutely fine. You go back on, yep. Is that 15 minutes not the difference between, if it's your best player, the game and not the game? Well, last the Knights last week Yeah, that's Ponga. the part that, that confused. Like, does, the, does the test take 15 minutes to do, does it? I wouldn't have thought so. No, it doesn't, but they just want to make just sure. Just the protocol. Just the protocol it? that they go through to make sure that everything's okay because you, sometimes you get delayed symptoms. Mm. So they just yeah, want to yeah. make sure you do the test. Then yeah. they give you that time. And after 10 minutes, if you don't feel well, well, then they know that's sort of a delayed reaction. Mm. That's why they give you that period. Because if they just said, right, you can go back on after assessing you for five minutes. And then all of a sudden you start to feel a bit lightheaded and you start to get a headache then the duty of care hasn't been there for the player. So You can see why the players don't want to get dragged then. Because that 15 minutes could be game over. Yeah, and that was the big uh, talking point with, with in particular, Ponga last week. That's why Newcastle were blowing up. But, yeah, the NRL are saying that regardless of any situation the game is in and whatever player it is, if the independent doctor believes he should be assessed, taken from the field, then they're going to do that. Which is right. But you just want to see more consistency. And as we said last night, I don't know how those two guys stayed on. And yeah, I, you just thought, oh, Mick away, coming just from go, the field no, here. Straight away you go off. <laughs> but is that not a great example of why they want the independent doctor? Because their own doctor has allowed them to play on. Hasn't dragged them from the field. Well, he's done the assessment. So... That, that, that's but, why but is, isn't that isn't that the, this is the NRL's point where this is why we need an independent doctor because we don't put trust in each team like you're sitting there saying both these players should have been dragged straight away yeah from, so from why what, what, why why are the individual team doctors not dragging them straight away well that's a good question I don't know but well, they're getting assessed by the trainers the physios yep, yep. straight away or or a, yep. or a medic so yep. they're obviously looking at it. And then they assess the patient out on the field or the player on the field straight away. And then they make a judgment. But then they get overruled by the independent doctor. Yeah. So if the independent doctor says, no, I want to have a look at that because that looks bad, then they overrule the training staff. 
Yeah. And it seems like that's what every team's, unless it's a howler, unless it's a really bad look, like you get up with the wobbly boot and everyone knows you can cast, it seems like every trainer that runs on is going to allow their player to keep going until they're dragged by the independent doctor. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, but you've you got to take like why, them like on their said, word that when they assess the patient with everything that's going on now, the trainer, the yeah. trainer yep. when they assess the, the player, that they make that judgment call. I, I don't think they're doing it tactically, but what will happen is if you continue to go down this path and that's what occurs, mm. then people will think that it's a tactical Of course. Well, you're, I, I, I can't remember seeing him last night, but you're saying both of these look like a no-brainer. Oh, to they me, both they should have been dragged. To, to, to me, straight away, they should have left the field. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, on the back page, and there it is, front page of the Herald, there's a picture of uh, Albo and uh, Modi. It says uh, Albanese rides in Modi's cricket circus as they're uh, on that sort of, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what you'd call that, some sort of mobile. Pope, Pope, Pope wagon, yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. And by the way, there was nowhere near 100,000 people Mate, there. not even close. Yeah, nowhere near. No. Nah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there probably was 50 to 60 maybe. I yeah. mean, yeah. not quite half full. Around yeah. the huge stands there in Ahmedabad, but on the back page of the Australian Kawaja, a man for all occasions. Just looking at the live betting after day one, so India's a dollar forty, Australia two dollars fifty, the draw three dollars sixty. So extremely tight market. Clarky, bad to ask you, are we on top or not? Yeah, we're on top. We are on top. Well, okay. We made it through a day without <laughs> being bowled out. That's a massive win. Yeah, the wicket, it's a belter, but it's starting to stay low a little bit. It will spin a bit more. I'd, I'd like 450 in our first innings, though. But don't be surprised if India come out and make plenty as well in their first innings. This is one of the pitches. This is a traditional India wicket where the last two days of the game, particularly the last day, things really quicken up. So it seems like, like yesterday I watched a bit of it. It was a bit boring. It was a bit mm. slow motion compared to the first three test matches. But I think Australia did well. They tried to play as straight as they could. They weren't willing to take too many risks. Um, after tea, when the bowlers get a bit tired, you see Cameron Green come in and, and take advantage of that. But, yeah, I think we bat well today. Uh, hopefully, you know, get past that 400 mark. Probably declare just before tea, if all goes to plan. Um, and then have a crack at India. But, yeah, I, I think in your first – even if Australia needs to bat all day today to make more runs, I think you can afford to do that in India because the pitch will deteriorate. But, yeah, I think I think it's – India did well to to restrict our runs, but I'd like to think if we can start well this morning, we are on top. 